Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast of the sober and sober curious. And this is episode 70, uh, round number today. And um, today Kate and I just wanted to talk a little bit about, well, anxiety, I guess, is the underlying theme, isn't it? Um, Talking about kind of media panic and the general anxiety feeling that uh, a lot of people have and how that can impact on people's drinking. So, um, before we get started, just going to check in. Uh, so, hi, Kate. How are you doing? Hiya. I'm all right. I was quite chirpy until I started talking about something that really annoyed me yesterday about my workspace. <laughs> and then, and then, so now I'm all, I'm a bit like cross, but no, I'm all right, actually. I've been, um, I've been sleeping really, really well. Like, we had a really massive week last week with um, meetings with, with CAMS and the CETR, you know, that complaints procedure that we were doing. So, obviously, you um, interviewed Sober Experiment Girls on your own. So, um, and so it was a really, really big week. And, um, yeah, my sleep wasn't great. So, I pulled in the big guns. I got this, like, magnesium bar salts. And, like, the mother of all lavender oils – And just being really kind of strict about turning my phone off, getting to bed. Do you know what I mean? Doing all that, Mm. like walking the walk. And my sleep is like, my sleep is like an angel's sleep. I want to go, ah, because it is so like, it's been amazing. And I've been having vivid dreams. I've been remembering my dreams. So yeah, I I definitely feel better than I did last week. 100%. So um, what about you? How are you? Yeah, now that, that does sounds it's not fair because you're all like chirpy and then I'll be like mm, yeah <laughs> life sucks um yeah yeah I mean I, I guess I prompted this conversation didn't I because I am not feeling particularly great at the moment um in terms of managing my anxiety um so yes but I am trying to do the same thing with my sleep um I have been you know making sure screens are off at 10 o'clock having a routine um you suggested earplugs which has been a huge change for me which I really love um I feel like I'm back in the womb or something Mm. so that's really had a good positive impact um but yeah you know not not the best dude to be honest yeah so oh poor you worse it's all right it's just it's the battle isn't it it's the battle I don't think I'm the only one at the moment no well that's this what we're going to talk about today aren't we and and, and I know this has come up a few times on sober forums when there have been big things like world events happening and it's that um I remember actually so because obviously we've got the coronavirus and that is creating this kind of feeling uh of sort of panic well it's panic here like people you know buying things like Mm. the shops being but they run out of toilet roll or something Mm. and so we were going to talk about how that can like media the reporting of things and world events have that impact on us because we're not just in our tiny microcosms we are 
you know, we we know about these things and they are affecting us, etc, etc. So we're going to sort of talk a bit about what helps us in terms of how we feel, but also about the toolkit and putting it through the kind of sober lens and also the mental health lens and look at how we can generally sort of take care of ourselves so that we're in our the best possible frame of mind and body, I suppose, to cope with the prevailing winds that that we we don't really have that much control over. So I guess that's it, isn't it? so yeah what's going on in France for you then and your kind of world with it well I've been chatting to a couple of people about it and I think um I kind of put my finger on it this morning that you know when I was very unwell in my mental health and kind of in burnout and you know um I couldn't understand time um it became a real thing where I couldn't um I I used to get into these kind of manic sort of phases in the morning, getting the kids ready to go to school. And I couldn't like, and I get so stressed out and I thought we'd be late and I just could not understand how much time we had. Like it it was like a complete block. Like Mm. I just couldn't get my head around it. And so I'd get like so stressed out. So I had, you know, it's something that I had to work on um in therapy and I worked with my husband you know to kind of just get me to understand and it sounds so bizarre for anyone that's that like doesn't have mental health problems but you know I I just couldn't get my head around it and so we we really had to sort of like make sure you know we started getting up an hour before we had to go anywhere and we still do that now which is you know a great practice um and just really sort of give me loads of warnings like of what the time is and just sort of count it down but like take the pressure off and actually now I'm late for everything because I had to let go of time so much that now it's just like sorry I'm I'm always late but you know that that was kind of a mental health um self-care thing just to kind of let it go um and I think there's part of that that's kind of so there's something to do with me feeling safe with planning and understanding timelines mm. and I quite often and I don't know whether this is a an, I think it's probably anxiety based or trauma based or a bit of everything, but I need to, I, I spend a lot of time. I'm saying this because maybe people will relate, but I spend a lot of time doing timelines, like to understand my drinking and when things happen and when did that happen? And and like every so often when I'm sort of feeling a little bit unsure about things, I'll, I'll timeline things and I'll be like, oh, right, that happened in 2010 or, you know, this, this happened. And so plans and making plans and, you know, understanding that is important to me and makes, helps me feel grounded, basically. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, because, you know, I live in Europe and, you know, I work a lot in the UK. So I've got like three trips planned at the end of March. And then with, you know, we've been planning for two years to go to America um, which is in April um, and then it's my 40th in June and then the book's coming out in September like there's a lot of kind of future plans in this mm. year that things that I've been excited or have meaning to me um, and if it, it feels like my brain has shut down in the sense that I can't I can't future plan like I just can't future plan like it just everything's sort of the meaning has switched off 
So I can't re- I can't get excited about things because I don't know whether they're going to happen. Mm. Um, and that's extremely, extremely disa- dis- disabling is actually a good word. It's extremely destabilizing for me because I just I don't feel like I can trust things. Um, and I think it's important to talk about this, like not only, you know, as a mental health. I mean, someone said something t- to me the other day um, and it was so m- misunderstood what it's like to live with depression or anxiety you know and it was just people don't understand what it you know you get that don't worry don't worry <laughs> it's like yeah that don't you know not worrying would be a nice state of mind but you know um it's i'm incapable of not worrying right now you know mm. or god you couldn't even manage to make your bed it's like no, I couldn't, you know, like that's, mm. that's a big win when you're depressed to make your bed. So I don't know, I think I'm feeling quite sensitive to that. And I know that a lot of people, I mean, a huge amount of people that develop problematic relationships with alcohol, have anxiety, um, you know, they're low, depleted in GABA, they are looking at a way to stop the world spinning mm. for two minutes and so they drink and that feels like a momentarily a momentary moment to mm. you know yeah stop the madness and, and yeah. To, yeah calm the calm temporarily block it out yeah yeah so yeah so mm. that's where I'm at so mm. <laughs> yeah and it's interesting isn't it because of that I think it's really there's two things isn't there to like I think we need I think all sober people need to self-protect a bit at the moment about it or to be aware that, that, you know, it's not being silly. It's not that like, oh, okay, well, you're just, you know, don't just calm down, you know. Don't, you're don't, overreacting. Don't, yeah, yeah, it's like we don't – so, okay, we've got the, the news cycle in the UK, which is, I mean, irresponsible reporting, irresponsible – new cycle 100% like I and I say that as an ex-national press journalist um and it's you know so we've got to I think like be quite careful about what we read and I know you said in the in France it is a media policy not to report um numbers or whatever yeah. because actually they they are a bit more responsible right is that yeah 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 so um you know as soon as the sort of talking about the the virus as soon as um it started to appear you know and 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 appear in different areas there was you know government policy that that the media are adhering to to stop reporting daily you know counts of numbers because it creates panic basically mm. um and i was saying to a friend yesterday like i know that i would be feeling even worse if i was in the uk because of the way the media is and that kind of um yeah yeah i mean i can when the paris you know terrorist attacks happened like i i mean i was literally frozen in front of the tv you know watching sort of hours upon hours of live streaming you know and I had to like physically be removed from it like that's what happens you know to me like I Mm. I, I can get blocked in it and and you know and it's not healthy at all and that kind of catastrophizing and that kind of ruminating over it and and being stuck Mm -hmm. that's what Um, definitely used to happen to me as well 
um, yeah. which is why I tend to do news fasts. And my husband, like I was thinking, you know, it is important to be informed about some things. It's not like you don't need to know loads of stuff, but yeah. to to have like a buddy to kind of go, okay, this is what, this is a need to know basis. So this is yeah. like what you need to know right now. And yeah. to kind of protect because, you know, I think it's, there's a guilt there as well because people who are like that tend to be kind of quite sensitive and care quite a lot about global events. So the the flip side is actually, but you probably are not in a mental state to be able to do that. You probably need to protect yourself a bit. Yeah. And, and, and it's like out of your control. You yeah, know, it's, it's, so that's it's the second of... thing is is the spheres of control. And it's like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, what is it within my control? And I know I felt like this about um, I was working with a therapist and I remember and I'd come back to sobriety, like I can't remember what the day count was, but I was working with a therapist and they said when, because I remember being really upset when Trump was, in, the day that Trump was inaugurated, sorry if you're a Trump supporter, but um, that, I mean, you know. I, Why are you I, listening to our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's the fit going? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, like being respectful, it's like, well, I was really fucking depressed. I was like, the world's gone mad. I feel like I'm watching a film and and yeah. it affected me so, so badly. And actually, I have really do have a good sober sister in the States who is a Trump supporter. And we chatted that uh, through that. And um you know, like I said, did I, you know, that was, like, okay, well, also you're in a different country. I have to respect whatever, you know, um, whatever's going on for you there um, in your life, whatever. So we sort mm. of managed it. It was a very uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> As you can imagine, I'm really having problems with it. But, yeah, that the getting back to the point being that I was really knocked off balance. I felt very scared. I remember some positive things coming out of that in that we reconnected with some old, old friends from Brighton. It was like, I need to find the others. I'm shitting myself. I need to find the others. That's all mm. I could feel. So I reconnected with an old, a really old group of really good friends and we started meeting um, once a month for a uh, roast or a br brunch or a breakfast and they had all had the same feeling as well so I think that kind of huddling with people reaching out to people mm. that get, getting those hugs um, obviously if you wash your hands no I'm joking but you know your loved ones and your you know your community is like you know we need to kind of not isolate and freak out is what I'm saying yeah you know. I think it's quite interesting you you mentioned that you know things feel like a movie and I think that's something yeah. it's quite a good it's quite a good way of describing it to people because it's like you know when like I can't remember who I was talking to it's just like when you get those sense you know that you've seen this in a film or like yeah. what's going on and I quite and I that must be part of of anxiety because you know I sometimes get that even just about tech like when nothing bad's going on but even just about te technology or whatever or you know I'll be in London and there'll be sort of new touch screen things and I'll be like oh my god like oh my that god. feels like minority report yeah it's, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like oh my god you're in the matrix Tom Cruise you know? is like doing that screen and all, I the, all the adverts are talking to you yeah, and and like the moving adverts that you get, kind of when you're working, th walking through shopping malls, and that really was. I remember seeing that in Minority Report and feeling like, 
God, you know, while I think because I'm an I identify as HSP and I have sensory processing, walking through shopping malls always feels like that for me. But it's actually yeah. starts happening, you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think it's that really being aware of your nerve. You know, we were talking. Yeah, like the it does feel like slightly dissociated experience of watching a crazy film. Yeah. And that's very scary for us, I think, on a you know on that brain level and on the neuro on the nervous system level, right? Yeah, and I think that's the key kind of word in this, you know, because we're you know I, I'm training with Jolene Park at the moment on her kind of grey area drinking, and and you know obviously been talking with you and sharing the resources, amazing resources that she's been sharing with me, and and so much of this you know about kind of trauma responses and you know a disassociated feeling is a feeling is being in a trauma state you know so you're not in your frontal cortex you're in your back brain you know fight fight freeze you know you're trying yeah or submit and you're trying to like you know put distance um you know from what's happening to be able to to look after yourself essentially to be able to survive so you you kind of put yourself in this dreamlike state because your brain is uh there's too much cortisol you know your your heart rate's gone up too much cortisol running through your body and so you are you know trying to bring it down your nervous system's regulating so you disassociate and that's that's an actual thing yeah, so that's a fact yeah yeah and so you know it's great to sort of have those indicators i think to kind of to, in terms of drinking in terms of of mental health to go ooh, okay you know when the world feels a bit blurry and feels a bit movie like like I need to look after myself and I need to regulate my nervous system and I need to you know bring down these stress hormones um because this is a trigger basically essentially mm-hmm. because my brain is going to go to back to thinking yeah wine will anchor me yeah because that's what it did before um and also I think it's that kind of when things feel like you you know things are spinning it's like what's there's also that kind of notion of like what's the point you know which is another kind of say that 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 it's almost like your brain goes ah fuck it it doesn't matter anyway we're all gonna you know like how you used to justify drinking and big nights out by going yeah well I could be hit by a bus tomorrow and that was our justification for just kind of going bananas and going oh yeah it doesn't matter anyway and rather than going okay what do I need right now to make myself feel a bit better and then reframe and like what's what is well what is like i I'm going to kind of hug my daughter yeah. and I'm going to go and look at the daffodils and I'm going to go and, you know, write a letter to my friend's mum's friend who just, husband just died, you know? Mm. And like those will, those are all real. Those still exist. They still count. Those beautiful things in our reach that are going to remind us that we are connected, that we can still make effect, that we still have some, sway in the world you know I can still smile at the shopkeeper and ask how their daughter is you know I can do all that and that still counts counts more than me freaking out because I've seen something on the news like actually that's more real than what the movie we just saw right yeah yeah and it doesn't feel like that you know yeah and it's and it's but it's more that we've 
we've learned a certain way of doing things. So it's like, you know, for, from whatever point, you know, there was a brain connection that went, whoa, like this is all feels too much. Um, or I don't care or I don't trust the world because that's how it feels. It's like, I don't trust, I can't trust the world because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And yeah. like, I don't know, like, how can I get excited about, mm. you know, something that I've been planning for two years or how can I sort of think about you know mm. like my job or career or whatever because I don't trust the world right now yeah. so it's like you know my brain at some point went well I don't trust the world so fuck the world because the world's not trustworthy I'm just gonna get pissed <laughs> yeah so like and so that so it's building those trust bonds with your like what's around you as you say like I trust my kids to give me a cuddle like I trust my cat like I trust you know I trust your fucking cat I'm joking <laughs> oh <laughs> she's gonna be so, so offended yeah, she sorry. talks to you as well and you... when when you go by where is she because when you go by she goes yeah. meow in the background yeah. like she's so um... no, oh yeah we trust Lottie she's, 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 sul- she's sulking now um she won't speak to you now that's it <laughs> um but yeah it's like so I think it it comes back to that, doesn't it? Kind of um, what's in your sphere of control and, and you know, keeping the world small. And I do think you're right about kind of having that trusted person. Like I, I have, yeah. um, you know, I have my dad and I have my husband, you know, where I'll go, right, can I, can I still come to London? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, the moment, that's what like, I need to know. That's all yeah, I need to know just right need now. To- yeah. yeah and that's um, all I can cope with and that's self-care that's like okay that's it's gatekeeping for yourself you know yeah mm. and, and that's what what all of this this is there's the the kind of I don't know the whole okay how can we calm our nervous system with I mean you know like, like I keep going on about my mat with my um fluffy blanket and cushions mm. and bolsters and everything but like and I can't tell you how much I need to get horizontal during the day yeah because I actually feel but this is really like epiphanies that I've had quite recently I do get that slightly removed state quite a lot like I'm in my head and I realize I'm shallow breathing I'm rushing about I'm starting to trip off into that whatever whatever that is that sort of hyper state and like the yoga mat that is just you know uh, to be fair if it's in my house at eight it's not seeing much yoga but I do (laughs) associate that with a calm space somewhere else right and I just lie down on it and I have the bolster and I have the blanket on me and I have the eye pillow and I might like do a bit of studying or listen to a meditation on it like when I've built it in and that's really good and I, I know it's a bit you know you know, not a not everyone has that opportunity if they're in an office all day, but there will be at some points in the day to put that whatever it is in, mm. um, and it and it really does help my nervous system feel held. Like the bolsters and the and the things, they literally physically support my body so that I can go, ah, yeah, and then give me a couple of minutes and I'm ready to start again. That like I'm fifty, right? That took me till I was fifty to know that lying down like helps me, right? Yeah. So there might be things that you can do like that somatically, or you know, with touch or whatever. So what are the things that help you to well, like regulate yeah. sort of thing? 
Um, well, again, I mean, it's it's only when you start in investigating, you know, and it's fact like no shame, no blame. Like when when did anyone ever say to you, investigate what makes your body feel good, you know, and what makes you feel <laughs> yeah. calm? Like, um, so what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is shaking it out. So that's mm. a trauma. That's a trauma technique. So like. And that for me is in the form of dance. Like I will just, you know, sometimes if I'm feeling really like, you know, I'll just put on some music and, and dance and that will allow me to kind of just, yeah, regulate. Um, I like uh, aromatherapy hand creams and massaging my hands. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of like you've that feels very comforting to me. And apparently there's a pressure point in your palms that is directly um link to your brain so there is something in that so I like to rub my my palms and put hand cream on Um, what's it called it's called there is something in in like around the fleshy part of your thumb as well and there's it's it's a point that reaches I think to the heart meridian so like in the sort of nervous system anyway so yeah 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 I don't don't know the science but I know I know it feels good and that's the thing it's like what feels good yeah you know that that's the reason why that feels good right yeah I mean I got like I got my first ever yoga mat today um I bought myself one and that felt really good felt very weirdly like it felt like getting a new cuddly toy it was like mm. oh it felt like oh and like just I gave it a cuddle and I was just like oh. yeah I just want to roll it out and just lie on it and, and cuddle it mm. so I think there's, there's a sort of attachments with things or like a nice blanket or like a yeah. weighted blanket that's another thing and it's like that thing of like oh that's what I want when I saw the weighted blankets I was like I definitely need one of those in in my life so I think that will help I'm going to get one of those um and I have been doing a lot of doodling a lot of kind mm. of sketching Mindful doodling stuff I suppose yeah. isn't there as well so like if your mind starts so there's things you can do for your body like that which is the physical stuff or like the um the tapping I did with Rachel Welford but there is a point like on your my collarbone, there might be a point there that really helps to rub or to um, to sort of just remind you. What it does is it reminds you you're in your body as well if you've gone into your head or like mm. those kind of things. And um, I was going to say something else. You've remind, Oh, yeah, the sort of um, mindful making your world, attending to your breath, all of those. Mm. No, I've forgotten what I was going to say. What else helps? I'm trying to think of, well, I've got my good friend Bernadette, um, who is writing a book on hope at the moment. And she's just started a social media campaign where she just um, shares positive news Mm. to counteract the negative news. So, and then, so if I see a post, I'll share it and then somebody else shares it. And there's actually the positive news website and the positive news newspaper. Um, yeah, but on social media, there's, um, you know, maybe you could hashtag positive news if you're on there and see what comes up and yeah. reminding ourselves that there's, you know, there's a bigger, there's a, there's also a bigger picture there, isn't there? Um, yeah, and I do think that's important. I mean, it's like, it's getting that balance right. Mm. You know, it's like, you, it is okay to feel this, you know, for me, that like, I'm not going to sort of shame myself that I feel bad about maybe not being able to go on holiday because it's something that is important 
and it's something yeah. I've been looking forward to and that's okay and I and as a mother I'll have to sort of manage that impact on my kids mm, too so you know it's, Can I it's stop meaningful and talk about that at the moment because I think that is I think you um acknowledging your feelings around disappointment and and that and maybe even anger because mm. You've been planning to go away with your children for like a really big trip, the whole of your family, right? Yeah. For two years you've been planning and now yeah. you can't go to the States where you, the man might be lifted. And that is, that's a fuck up. You know, I did say that to you, didn't I, today? Yeah. And like, and it's like, okay, well, that's fair enough, you know, to acknowledge those feelings as well in the mix. It's like, ugh. And then, then knowing you, you'll go right okay how can we yeah how can we manage this and what can we do to lighten the load and how can I cheer the kids up and how can I cheer us up and that'll be the next bit of acknowledging it it doesn't mean that you lie around for 25 yeah. days and wallow and everyone's crying and tearing their hair it's like okay but it's worth acknowledging like it's real yeah exactly you know? and you know and that, I mean you know and at the same time you know I can kind of go like you know people are losing people that they love you know and there's yeah, states of panic and there's a bigger yeah. picture um but that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm allowed to feel disappointed and I don't yeah. think I could have done that before I would have just gone into like um oh you know well like you can't you shouldn't feel like that because you know it's just it's only a holiday mm. I mean god like think you know think about everyone that kind of self-shaming thing mm. I think I would have done that before so yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's okay to and and manage I mean it's it's horrible to have to manage expectations I guess but you know I have done quite a lot of that with the with the kids just to be like it might not happen so let's just yeah let's just keep that in mind yeah yeah let's hope you know this this reminds me as well and this is a slightly tangential but you set off something in my brain about the need for hope and how brilliantly timed Bernadette's book will be really about about the need for for hope and it's I often think as well the flip side of when people when this kind of panic happens is how to ask the questions how to how to access a deeper humanity when these things happen I think there's opportunity for connection for love for care for really good questions and for a greater depth in ourselves do you know what I mean so rather than just go oh my god and numb it out which is what we used to do because it felt overwhelming like part of that okay regulate the nervous system don't overwhelm yourself but like what are what is that what what are my opportunities for connection here how can I how can I find hope and then how can I share that hope with someone I don't know whether that's me going off on a tangent but that's definitely how I feel like if you can frame certain things as having gifts in them, that it can make you feel that at least you've done something positive. So again, it's in your sphere of influence. It sort of brings it back to, mm. okay, well, you know. Tell me how, then, what, what are you hopeful about? What am I hopeful about? Or what, what has made you mm-hmm. feel like, ah, yeah. Um, well, making my world small makes me feel uh, and I don't know like the daffodils being out I tend I'll tell you what I tend to do I suppose is I I I go into maybe analytical mode and speculative mode I think and I'm 
doing a lot of yoga so that I don't I mean my nervous system I have to say is probably better better regulated than it's ever been right now because I don't drink I'm I'm mindful of my diet now and um and I do a shit ton of yoga and I get to speak to you every week so there's a lot more in my self-care toolkit to regulate my nervous system what else do I do what do I feel hopeful I I feel hopeful that we'll get through this I think we have tremendous strength and capacity to love and to create amazing things I believe in the human spirit I and I think that there's a lot of people I speak to who are going you know the panic is silly like I, I speak to a lot of I like well you know of course we've got to take reasonable precautions but I see a lot of hope around me with people that I talk to mm. um yeah so I also um I have a great belief in nature as well and I I feel that there, I, I, I tell you what, this might be really screwed up. I have a great belief in the fact that I don't know everything. Mm. And there will be things, there are things at work that I have no fucking clue about. So, you know, I can't worry as if it's my job to fix it or if all that, that, you know, we have all the answers. Maybe we don't. And I'm kind of all right with not having all the answers. That's you know? interesting. So I, I find comfort in the fact that, that in my own ignorance <laughs> it's not it's like no there's something kind of deep and spiritual about knowing that you yeah. don't know isn't there surely surely yeah, there yeah, must yeah. be some kind of saying oh yeah well that's that. you know the the well well-being you know there's a lot to be said for you know that yeah putting yeah. well faith or just or just the the letting go of of yeah of things you can't control i guess yeah yeah and i don't yeah. know what are you, See, yeah. are you hopeful are you hopeful about what are you hopeful about oh man we're just trying to dig deep here dude uh, <laughs> 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 um well i'm happy that harvey harvey weinstein went to prison for 23 years so that that that's given me hope that yeah. you know there is justice in the world mm. um yeah I guess I look for I, I guess for me because I am very um logically minded and I am struggling with this these concepts of out of my control and the greater whatever mm. um I look for t very much for tangible kind of like um hope like you know the happy hits of going out and seeing people interact in positive ways or yeah, yeah justice happening or people feeling better or um and and also kind of what else am I hopeful about um I suppose if I do allow myself to think about it I that I do you know I'm hopeful for the work that we do and that you know people mm. are changing their minds about kind of how they use alcohol in life and that we're having these conversations and yeah mm. yeah no. yeah <laughs> I think it's like um maybe even hope is like I find hope quite a heavy word I find it quite, quite loaded yeah 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 I'm gonna say that because maybe it's like okay well we don't feel that hopeful like we don't know about that so let's look for those like you say the happy hits and the the reasons to be cheerful <laughs> yeah. you know like signs of 
signs of life. I like to look for signs of life, like daffodils coming up. So let's, okay, let's use that. Let's rinse that. Signs of life. Signs of life. And um, let's find the pulse and let's Mm. find our own pulse and let's sense the pulse of the people we love and, you know, huddle and, you know, and shut the fucking TV off and make some nice food and just like be animals like there's a great comfort to me in being an animal like like my on my fleece like on my kind of bare skin on the ground Mm. um you know I I just think that that works time and time again for me (laughs) (laughs) but that's quite interesting though because a lot of the somatic experiencing stuff and being in your body is based on what what has been learned by animals so it's like you know the whole trauma response is and shake and shaking it off shaking I do that as well I naturally shake when I'm upset so interesting that yeah and that that you know that is that has come from observing you know how dogs you know will will shake if they they've been stressed or whatever or they'll like shiver you know and that all of Mm. that is kind of releasing the the tension and the stress from their bodies um and I mean or watch um animal videos on YouTube of animals being interviewed which is what I was doing this morning (laughs) and guinea and and talking guinea pigs and and talking dogs um do you know pets are such a good one aren't they though because my guinea pigs at the moment, they're now mine because my daughter's ignored them all winter. So they run away from me. It's like in Fleabag, right? When she goes, the priest goes to her, what do, what do guinea pigs do? And she basically, she goes, they're born, they shit themselves with fear and then they die. Did I did I mention that before? No. And it's like, literally, that is what my guinea pigs do every time they see me. And I'm the only person that gives them any food, any love, who gives them the water, who cleans out their poo poo tunnel like they've got a tunnel they play in that gets full of poo right they clean their poo tunnel and they still shit themselves with fear when they (laughs) see me and and that's it but I love them so much and I I even sing to them I call them my guinea boys (laughs) so you know that's that that's people you're letting people into the real Kate world uh, there. Overshare. Overshare. <laughs> that's like signs of life the... gone too far. <laughs> what was it that your son said the other day was that you he you remind him of Woody Harrelson in uh Yeah, in Zombieland because Woody Harrelson randomly shouts really <laughs> random things. And so do I. Like <laughs> yeah. literally I shout random things, yeah. So I take that as a compliment. Yeah, so. yeah, I would see and a little bit of laughter makes everything feel a bit better exactly exactly let's look for the laughs yeah yeah Yeah. definitely all right we should Um, probably wrap it up yeah we should so we've um put the world to rights where we haven't really but we've kind of made ourselves feel a bit better hopefully and maybe yeah yeah yeah, exactly just that thing about part of it is that you're not alone isn't it that actually if this has made me feel wobbly, well, yeah, it does. And then there are things that we can actually do about it to contain, to gatekeep, to bring our nervous systems down. And that, you know, that it is seen, like I was saying, oh, that therapist I was working with, he was saying that he saw it when, uh, yeah, when Trump was inaugurated, a lot of people came in extra depressed Mm. and he had to deal with that so it's not you know those world events can you know they can knock us but let's not let let them knock us off 
and our sobriety reach, yeah yeah our knock knock our sobriety yeah because that that is within your grasp that is something you can you can work with mm. you know yeah 100%. we can't um yeah yeah, and it will still be there tomorrow. You know, it's like it's not. It's a it's a very ineffective band aid, um, yeah. which ODAT. Back to ODAT, one day at a time. It is, isn't it? It's all of the emergency toolkit stuff that we kind of talk about, isn't it? Over and over, and it's like, well, whether it is an upset within your family, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, it's an, a news thing, whether it's you know, whatever it is, all that, that thing that our nervous, our nervous system basically responds to it in entirely the, the same way. Yeah. If it's a lion, if it's an argument, if it's Donald Trump, it's like well, our nervous system doesn't distinguish between any of them. No. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the rational part of your brain. So no, it's like it when we, when we feel bad and start you know self-shaming and going god I should be able to do that it's like well you're not in your rational part of your brain so yeah. all you so you how know. do we get back into the rational part of our brain we soothe yeah. we go lie on a mat or something deep breathe we, deep breathe we tap pause. we get connected we put you take the power of the pause and you use your sober toolkit like yeah. like you know yeah I mean I probably will go to bed you know yeah after this then sometimes you do right yeah sometimes take a mental take bed. a mental health day health you know break. yeah take a day yeah. off work and just exactly. go to bed and sleep and rest yeah all right then all what's right. your tip of the day is it go to bed um yeah power, power of the pause rest yeah. power of the pause for sure and you mm. my one is uh i'm gonna go back to signs of life i like it yeah like even like I've got this amazing I'll have to show it to you one point I've just noticed it I've got the kind of a little tree that hangs up on my mirror by my desk and it's a little tree and it's got lots of love hearts on it and it's just like they make me smile you know mm. go and hunt for things that make you smile yeah and that'll be mine yeah that's absolutely the happy hits is like go, you know how many I mean for how many times can you spot someone with stripy socks today i mean yeah. that's a great how game. many guinea pigs can you hijack and, yeah. and cuddle <laughs> how many how many children could you like hug and cats can run away from you so, i think everyone's <laughs> hiding from me at the moment <laughs> come give me a cuddle um yeah uh okay and your reason to love sober my reason to love sober is all of this learning, right? All of the yeah. learning that we're doing. Like, and all, I think one of my reasons to love sober is the fact that now I would, well, I used to think when I shook after an argument or something that that was a sign of me being mad and, mm. and screwed up. I like I was scared by it rather than, and I thought that was evidence of me being, yeah, dysfunctional. And now I'm, because of the stuff that we've been talking about and stuff that you've been learning with Jolene, I mm. realise that that's my, I'm entirely, that's my body being healthy. That's, yeah. that's a sign of health and it's a sign of life. So it's that like, yeah, the learning and the positive, and that now I tend to put everything through a positive, much more positive lens where I used to put it through a, a very negative lens. Yeah. Uh, when it came to myself, like other people were all right, but I was pretty shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I think it's the, the, the ability to 
to chat it through really to you know have a support system um of people that understand you know I've been talking to you been talking to my friend Vanda I've been talking to uh Scott I've been talking to Holly a sober sister I've been talking Mm -hmm. to uh Sharon I've been talking to um uh Lee uh you know so it's like those those people that I can ring up and go mm, yeah. and people go yeah it's all right well, yeah I get it you know and um yeah and and the women in our group too you know and and I, I really like that we've created that space where I can put a picture of a fluffy bunny because it's made me feel better and then yeah. you know and hopefully it will make someone else feel better so yeah exactly no, that's good dude yeah, and so if anyone right. does want to join our secret Facebook group, just send Kate or I a um, a message, a private message on Facebook, and we can. You can't find it because it's um, a hidden group. So just send us a message, mm. and we can let you in. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to support us financially, what is it? It's not Patreon. It's um, uh, it's a LibberPay. LibberPay. Yeah, so you can. There's a link on our website. On our website, there's a link in our. Mm. I think on my Instagram as well. Yeah, we don't often say that, but we we want to just yeah, just because otherwise people might not know that obviously we do or we do the podcast and the group and a lot of stuff for for free. So and it's a delight. But um, if you you know. Hmm. Yeah. Are you are if you are wadded up? Um, <laughs> yeah. Share the love. <laughs> and there's a link of how to do that on the um yeah I bet americans don't understand wadded up would they i think i made it up anyway um that's and so awkwardly british well. we're like oh my I goodness know, we just like, asked for money like make a big joke oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah any donations are really gratefully really received, received because definitely we do pay for everything ourselves so mm yeah and if you're immediately concerned about your drinking please do reach out send mandy or i a message get in touch uh, via the love sober site or info at lovesober.com soberistas has uh, the anonymous ask the doctor service and you can sign up there she recovers um lot and club soda just lots and lots of stuff online um just kind of reach out and know that you're not alone um and obviously um Alcohol Change has agencies of local support and all of that kind of stuff. And you're not alone. Um, And in the meantime, no, not in the meantime. We'll see you next week (laughs) for more chat. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.